We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. Okay. Hi. 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 I was just about to tell you about a stray cat and then you pushed record. <laughs> you just randomly <laughs> thought of a stray cat? I did. Because your cat is behind you. Right. Licking herself. Licking herself. And it's very... Loud. Lickety. If you hear licking sounds in the background, <laughs> it's not me or Sister Twain. <laughs> and if you hear cardboard chewing sounds in the background, also not. Not me not or Sister either Twain. either one of us. It is uh, <laughs> my cat's. Yes. Anyway, um, so I was walking my daughter's puppy mm-hmm. because my daughter from Brooklyn has a puppy. Right. And we were walking late at night. Right. And there was no one on the streets. Because it's cold. Oh, it was fucking cold. As a cold. witch's titty in a brass preserve. Yeah, oh, it was it like 21 degrees on this particular night. And we're walking around and then Emma's puppy, Lady, her name's Lady, mm-hmm. freezes because she can see off in the distance because she sees better than me because she's a dog. And you're old. A thanks. A stray cat. Oh, okay. I, I guess it was stray. When we when I finally got a good view of it, I could see it had thick, floofy fur like uh-huh. yours, maybe even longer and floofier. Oh. But it looked haggard. Okay. It had the face of a human <laughs> that was tired. Then it then it said, "Come buy some trinkets from me to <laughs> I, help ye on your journey." I, I just wanted to bring it up because I named it. Uh huh. The dumbest name on the planet, but okay. I can't stop thinking about it. Okay. Dr. Maleficent. <laughs> it's a really dumb name. So dumb. But uh, anyway. But it welcome. does sound like a, the beginning of a fairy tale. You're on a walk on a cold, dark night. With oh, your yeah. Dog lady. Oh, yeah. You see a cat with the face of a man. Exactly. It was Dr. Maleficent. Dr. Maleficent was very territorial. Right. I was like, right. are you guarding the bridge to Terabithia? Right. Or whatever. Oh, remember that movie? I, I thought it sucked. <gasps> I cried a lot. I think I was angry during that time. Well, probably. Okay. Um, hi, welcome to Hot Drinks. This is a podcast we do. We record it <laughs> by talking into our iPhone, mm. not into a microphone, Mm-mm. as one would think we would do. And we got an email yet again from we did, the I gentlest know. soul. The gentlest listener. The thing is, is, Brother Dinkle, is it Dinkle? I think so. Dickle. Uh, maybe it's Dickle. We... Don't have a place. Right. That's the trouble. So like we have, it. we have, we were given generously actual recording equipment. Right. By someone who does not have a name. But we don't use it because, <laughs> because we would have to set it up and take it down every week. Neither every week. one of us have a place in our house where we could just Mm-mm. have a dedicated like recording space. You and I both have just enough room. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one day though. One day. Maybe in a year or two. Maybe. One of us will have a spare room. Hmm. That Maybe. we use as our recording studio. Studio. If I can just... I just need to find a wealthy husband. Oh, to marry you? Uh, sure. To wife I mean, you. to wife me. Yeah. Um, he will pay off my debt. <laughs> Number one. Number one. <laughs> but I will... And then I will move in with him into his really nice home. Oh, sounds better already. And then I will keep this home that I live in now as a rental. Okay. This is a great rental, you know? All right. And that'll be my income. That, it's just my rental. And then we will have our podcasting room in that. In his house. In his house. Yeah. That and is, I will be a kept woman. And I will a, decorate the home. Yeah. I will have fresh flowers. Yeah. 
I will, you know, there will be <clears throat> meals on the table. I will take women, I will take fe- women's rights back a hundred years because I will I just, <laughs> just be there <laughs> to, cook to and serve clean my man. And decorate. Yeah. And every time I come over, you'll be sobbing and drinking. Oh, no. No, oh! I'll, be, I'll be living my best oh, life. Oh, well, it'll wear off in about six months. You think so? Just because of a lot of things. Not because of marriage in particular. This is a marriage I would condone. Right. Well, I don't even care if we're married. I just want to be a kept woman. Oh, okay. We can just be living. Like, also, I don't even care if we're, we're sexually exclusive. I just oh. want to be a kept woman. Oh, okay. So we'll be fine. Right. Um, I was I was relaying this story the other day. I have a, a straight friend <clears throat> who's insanely hot. Like, when the human race is wiped out, we should use my straight friend to clone to recreate the human race. Like, that's how hot he is. <laughs> so he looks like Pedro Pascal. I, I mean, yes. Okay. So Henry I was Cavill. I was telling him the story, and he was because he was complaining about his female partner, you know, as the straights do, right? Um, that she's always around, she never gives him any space. Straights like, are not what's okay. her? Yeah, no, they're not. No. Um. <clears throat> anyway, and I related this story of what I wanted, and he goes, "That sounds great. <laughs> like, can <laughs> I kick my girlfriend out and you can move in?" I'm like, "Uh, yes." <laughs> Yes, I will do that. You're like, do not fuck with me, man. Yeah, do not fuck with me. <laughs> do not toy with my... I started pulling my knee pads on right then. <laughs> and I was like, what, what's, your, what's your cocktail this month? What do you want when you get home? I got the knee pads on, the cocktail in one hand. Your gardening clogs. My gardening clogs in the other. <laughs> the knee pads are not for gardening. They're No, I know. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted it to be complete. complete. Anyway, so welcome to, welcome to Hot Drinks. I love that we clarify it's a podcast that we do so people don't get confused with the stage play that we do. <laughs> don't know where. They're like, what? What are these sounds in my ears? Where did this? We think that's funny every week, just so you guys know. We, you probably don't, but we think it's hilarious it's every week. It's become a thing. It's become a thing. And just go with it. It's a rough, it's been a rough year. Yeah. So I'm one of your hosts. My name is Brother Jack Coffee. You are one of them. I am, yes. tonight I'm not drinking coffee. <laughs> I'm drinking bourbon. I've made a old fashioned mm-hmm. with Old Forester, which is my new favorite bourbon. Oh, look at you! Yeah, here's the thing about Old <clears throat> Forester: it's not expensive. It's twenty bucks for a bottle, so okay. it's very reasonably priced. Okay, and it's delicious. Not bottom shelf, maybe. Shelf no, up? it's like yeah, it's like one or two shelves Mid up shelf? from the bottom shelf. Yeah, Old Forester. Old Forester. That and Rittenhouse Rye. That's another good one you can get for like twenty bucks. Written. Rittenhouse. R I T T E N. And it's a rye. Uh huh. But you can only get that at like one liquor store that I know of. Of course, in Utah. Anyway, anyway but you, Sister Twaint, are not drinking a Twaint juice. You are drinking a hot drink. <laughs> I am having coffee because because um, it's nine fifty two p.m. But I, <laughs> I don't. I. Anyway, I just wanted a coffee, That's and fine. you and you put some Frangelico in it. I did. I did. Which is a delicious. Do you all know what Frangelico is, gentle listeners? Can you answer out loud right now? Let's wait. If you know what Frangelico is, bow your head and say yes. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, Frangelico <clears throat> is a hazelnut liqueur. Mm-hmm. It comes from Italy. It's made by monks. Mm-hmm. It's in a bottle that's shaped like a monk with a little uh, belt tied around his waist. Kind of like Aunt Jemima, but not racist. Because it's what? monks. Monks <laughs> made it of themselves. Right. It's, they made it in their own image. In their own image. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's hazelnut. And it's <clears throat> delicious. So good in coffee. There's a couple really great, um, uh, like, shots or cocktails you can make with it. It's a great one to have on hand. Just get a bottle. Frangelico. Frangelico. Yeah. Yeah. 
so I'm having that just because I, uh, I've been sleeping a lot lately. Yeah. Fair. Um, super duper depressed. Yeah. Uh, that's it. I don't have any women's work. The only thing I wanted to call, so women's work, uh, is our, is our housekeeping. Yeah. Which is work done by women, as you all know, as, as you all well know. It, well, it should be. Uh, work done by women and kept gay men who refer to themselves as women. <laughs> So maybe we should call it our kept gay man work. No, it just doesn't work. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Mm, no. Women's work. The only thing I wanted to mention in women's work is today our Lord and Savior, not C. Jane Christ, but the 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 head of the Godhead. I can't remember where she falls in our Trinity. I think we decided she's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Yeah. Dolly Parton yeah. has received the Moderna vaccine, which she helped pay for. God bless. Which it. she bought. God you know who it. didn't pay for the Moderna vaccine? Who? The Mormons. <laughs> no, no, they didn't give any money to science. They actually no. did. Recently. Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, okay, good for this them. This last week, there was. I didn't read the article. So now this is an, a Mormon apologist uh, podcast. <laughs> Um, anyway, moving on. Dolly got the vaccine, and of course, she told everyone to quit being chickens and go get the vaccine because she knows a bunch of Trump supporters lo- love her too. <laughs> and then she sang, "Vaccine, vaccine, vaccine, vaccine." Um, so that was great. I love it. Oh, one other bit of women's work. This is just more of an announcement. Yeah. Um, but coming soon. Now, today, tomorrow, sometime to Netflix. The new documentary, Murder Amongst Among the, the Mormons. Mormons, which is about Mark Hoffman, <clears throat> who forged a bunch of documents. The LDS Church bought them all like a bunch of idiots. Yeah. Because they have the power of discernment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then as his web of lies started unraveling, he started bombing people to kill them. Right. So. Cool. It's a lot of fun. I'm so excited. I Do you remember when that was happening? Maybe it wasn't big news where you were. So it was news amongst the Mormons where I lived. Okay. Because our when you live in a small town in Louisiana and you're Mormon, okay, your ward or branch that I was in, you're so tight. You're like family, right? And so you're tight like your vagina. Like yeah, my ward in West Monroe was like tight my as vagina. Your, tight as your vagina. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I remember some branches tight as your butthole, I like said, a little looser. <laughs> But but still tight, but like a little more casual. Mm. Sorry, I haven't had sex in a long time. <laughs> you just, you just had I'm a just... If, for the, if there was a video, what you would have seen is Sister Twain kind of like snuggled into the couch and you could just see her, just the wheels were turning and she was like, mm, my tight butthole. No th- one's touched that in a long no, time. I was thinking about fingers in my vagina, actually. Oh. Two kind of like beefy fingers. Oh, okay. Probably attached to Henry Cavill. Oh, did you know he had a nude scene in um, uh, Tudors? Remember that show? <gasps> I didn't know that. What? But, like frontal? No, his butt. Okay. But he's naked having sex and he, of course, has an amazing God butt. damn. Someone posted it on Twitter well, last night. Well, it's time to watch that. Well, I watched it last night and ejaculated. <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, the Mark Hoffman yeah. news. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I remember I remember it very well. Okay, I'm we, sure. We owned, a, we owned a book called The Salamander Letters that was about it. And that, I'm sure that was after the fact. Um, he tried to kill my friend's dad. You know, all sorts of fun oh, stuff. Oh, right. Yeah, so. Yeah. But, but <sighs> I'm, I've decided that I'm officially, this is the last time I'm going to tell the story. Well, not even tell the story, but say the words, he was going to kill my friend's dad. Because what I have found, it's kind of like Ted Bundy. Because, you know, Ted Bundy lived in Utah and 
was like a you know the fashion place mall and places around where right. we live and <clears throat> every single person in utah will be like you know what my aunt's roommate lived across the street from ted bundy <laughs> and you're just like what the fuck? I don't care. Uh, yeah, I know. And now I've noticed that people are, that has become the, that's now Mark Hoffman. Oh. People will be like, my barber's nephew mm-hmm. was his mission companion. Can you believe that? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I can. Because yeah. like, that's not that's even a connection. not even a yeah. thing. Anyway, so, um, yeah. So, yeah, a little Netflix documentary about Mormons being made a fool, which I appreciate. I do too. Anyway. We needed something after um, the Jambro Bird one. What's the what? Uh, uh, what was it called? Abducted in plain sight? Oh, yeah. I forgot her name. Oh. That's the one where her dad gave the guy a blowjob. Right. Yeah, or a hand job. I think, I don't know. They were having sex. And then and then she got abducted like four times. Right. And then her parents were like, well, we don't know what happened. Then I jerked him off and he abducted her again. Yeah, I that know. The... I know Jan. <laughs> your, 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 no. your, your eyebrow lady <laughs> grew up with her. I literally know Jan, have been to her house. We've been involved in theater productions together. I love it. Uh, what was that show called? That was a great show. Which show? The show about the oh, abducted in plain sight. You it, just said abducted it a in plain sight, <laughs> or whatever it was called. That was a great show. Someone I have not watched all the way through yet. Oh, it's great. Um, because I'm so angry that I mean fair that no one points out the ludicrousy. Is that a word? Sure. Yeah. Ludicrousy. Well, okay. Let me. It's. It's ludicrous. Beyond ludicrous to me that no one points out the fact that her parents are still Mormon. Yeah. After all of this. It's wild. Anyway. Okay. Speaking of being angry. Did you see what I did there? You segued. I did a segue like a real podcaster. Like a bridge to Terabithia. Like a real, (laughs) like a person who uses a microphone set up in a special room of their house. (laughs) So tonight's topic. Mm Mm-hmm. The top five, let's see if I, let me see if I can get it right and then you can correct me okay. if you interpret it a different way. The top five things we're angry at right now as titles of vintage pulp novels. Yes. Right? Yes. Novellas. Novels? I don't know. It vintage, anyway. It's, who cares? The length of the book doesn't matter. Yeah. So it's the things we're angry about now, but we decided to spice it up mm-hmm. to name them after vintage pulp novels, right. which is really more your <clears throat> wheelhouse than mine. I mean, that's 80% of your Instagram. I know. Is sharing 80% that and 10% you saying, caption this, but make it about me. <laughs> and then 10% talking into the camera. Talking into the camera. I mean, that's, yeah, your, yeah. that's your Instagram. So, oh. Siri, stop talking, Siri. <laughs> People love it. I know. So anyway, um, if we were in a dedicated room with microphones... We would not have Siri. We would not have any Siri any nonsense. Siri connected devices no, in that room. No. Okay, so we're gonna take a little break, and then we're gonna go into the top five things we're angry at right now as the titles of vintage pulp novels. Yes. Here we go. We're back. It's the top five. In case you paused at that break and went about your day, and you're just now returning twelve hours later. Right. The top five things we're angry at right now. That are also, but as expressed as vintage novel, vintage pulp novel novel titles. titles. What's your number one? Go ahead. My number one is A Creature Without Morals. A woman's quest to love her daughter's puppy after it ate her 
$200 blood, blood stones. <gasps> I'm horrified. I know. Let me guess what this is about. What? Your daughter's puppy. <laughs> lady. Yes. Ate your $200 boots. Look. So I'm wearing them right now. They're only <gasps> oh, a year old. They're, no. they're supposed to last for years and years. Right. This one's completely too dark. So oh. Blundstones are these Australian booties. Yeah. That are leather. They have on the side these, uh, what do you call it? Ela- like the stretchy bits. Stretchy elastic. Mm-hmm. Mine's green. They're supposed to last you for years and right. years and wear really quali- well. Made, like quality made. <laughs> Real leather, hand-sewn, all the good stuff. I splurged and got this as a gift for myself. Because you frequently buy $200 shoes, to be clear. (laughs) I bought it for myself as a Christmas gift two Christmases ago. Not only do I not ever buy myself $200 shoes, but I also don't ever buy myself a Christmas gift. Yeah. So I'm picturing the, the... the illustration of the novel. The mm-hmm. pulp illustration. Oh, right, right. Okay, I'm picturing... I don't know. I, ha- I hadn't thought this through. Because <laughs> I was like, I didn't know we had to describe the cover. <laughs> well, here's what I think it is. Okay, tell me. You're on the front of the novel. Yeah. You're kind of... You have... Maybe it's a dress on or maybe it's just like a sheet. And it's kind of wrapped around just barely above your butt crack. And then you're co- and covering your chest. Barely. And you have one boot on. Uh-huh. And one boot is laying next to you and you're crying. Uh-huh, and yeah. And there's a shot from behind and you're looking over your shoulder. And then the dog is nipping at the at, at your little sheet that's covering you. Right. With so the, we can see like the top of your crack and like a good side boob. Right, right. Right. And then, uh, and then the oh. chewed up shoe is on the ground. My side boob's really good. Uh, and there's blood coming out of the puppy's eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And your hair is like... <laughs> Like a red, red, oh. like fiery red, oh, really yeah. big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. not human being red. No. Um, like Jean Grey from the X Men. So red. For, for my nerds out there, where my nerds at? <laughs> my dudes. So where my dudes at? <laughs> so Lady is a six-month-old border collie pit bull mix. Oh, bless her dumb heart. That needs puppy training. Yes. Uh, and um. And you're barely above teenage daughter who was living, barely scraping two pennies together in Brooklyn, did not spend money on a dog obedience course? No. Seems weird. No. she She's certainly planning on it, realizes sure. it's, it's needed. Um, but that's hard. That costs a lot of money. It takes yeah. a lot of time. Yes. And when you're working and, you know, trying to, like, build your life, that's tricky. Right. And we're finding out that we need to puppy-proof the house the hard way. And to be fair, she's only with us temporarily while she's figuring out her housing situation. Right. Um, and so um, she had something almost lined up before she even came out here. But uh-huh. those things go weird. You know yeah. how that goes. So anyway, I have this puppy that is almost the size of a horse. And it's only six months old. And <laughs> Wait, it's a what mix? Pitbull Border Collie mix. Oh, those are both big dogs. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. For some reason, I was thinking Lady was very small, but yeah. Because she was a puppy once upon a time. Yes, and still, she still is. Still. Uh, so that's it. That's my number one. Oh, it's going to get more interesting that too. from here. I'm really angry about that, too. Okay. I appreciate you holding space. So my number one, the name of the novel is The Cancel Was Coming From Inside the House, A Dirty Doctor, A Sordid Past, and Some Twisted Old People. Okay. Do you have any guesses what it's about? Oh, my God. A dirty doctor. A sordid past. Uh-huh. And some twisted old people? Mm-hmm. 
Are the Twisted Old People Republicans? Yeah, they are, actually. Okay, okay. They are, actually. And, and the Dirty Doctor? Okay, well, I'm just going to tell, tell you. Tell me! So, <laughs> on the right today, we are outraged. By we, I mean the right. The Republicans are outraged. Right. Because Dr. Seuss has been canceled. <gasps> Now, let me take you on a journey. Take me. Because I've got a journey for you. Okay. So here's where this all came from. And I, and, and I want to point out, as I tell this story, I saw a tweet today where someone, and I, these numbers are not going to be right, but they're close. But someone said, Fox News talked about Dr. Seuss 72 times today, like, like uh, average seven times per hour starting at 6 a.m. this morning. Oh, my God. Talked about how Dr. Seuss has been canceled. So here's the story of how Dr. Seuss has been canceled. So it's... We're coming up on Dr. Seuss's birthday. It's like the second or it's like within this week. Yeah. And there's also an event this week called Read Across America, um, which is like a reading event for elementary schools to encourage kids to read. Mm-hmm. And because the, those two events often happen very close together, a lot of schools would um, would kind of have them go hand in hand. Like, hey, it's Dr. Seuss's birthday. Read Across America, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> also now we are learning – that Dr. Seuss drew a lot of like racist propaganda before and during when he was a children's book author, had several children's books that had pretty racist drawings in them, Mm -hmm. you know, of Chinamen with, you know, like pointy eyes and pointy hats and whatever, or of black people. And then, and someone went through and did all the statistics. He never, ever drew, there was never a single woman, uh, of any sort of ethnicity other than white in any of his books mm-hmm. of the handful of times it was like 2% of the thousands of people he drew were of a different ethnicity other than white. They were always men and they were always shown in some sort of like servant role or subservient role. Like it was pretty racist, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but like not in every book, but in a handful of books, Right, I think it was six books, six books of his total books. So there was a school district uh, somewhere that just said, Hey, we're not taking his books off the shelves. We're not, censoring them, but we're not going to kind of tie his name to this this Read Across America event anymore okay. because we just don't think we should be promoting his work necessarily when there is some questionable material of it. But yeah. again, didn't take any of his books off the shelves, anything like that. Right. The, the Dr. Seuss, whatever, trust or family, the people who still own the rights to his books, yeah. decided on their own to to – Stop publishing six of his books that had some of that racist imagery I think in them. That's incredible. Well, and and again, decided on their own, no outside pressure. Exactly. No one had brought anything <clears throat> up, but decided on their own to do that. Imagine if some was something was brought to your attention. Yeah. And you went, you know what? You're right. I'll, yeah, that I'll was take some action. Yeah, that was a, of course that was a product of its time. However. We should not continue to publish those books and put them out into the world. We're not right. demanding that every copy of them be burned. No. But we're just saying, you know what? We don't need to make more copies of those. Right. Anyway, so that those are the facts. These are the facts that you can Google. This is what has happened. Mm-hmm. The right has declared that the left is once again canceling beloved American mm-hmm. heroes and has canceled Dr. Seuss. <laughs> and, and Fox News talked about it 200 times today. Yeah. Um, and, and another Twitter thread that I saw that was talking about that, that was Charlotte Clymer, Charlotte Clyburn Clymer, anyway, um, pointed out that if you do the research of like books that have been canceled or books that have been banned in 2019, which is the most recent year that there's data for of books that were banned around the country, the 
like eight of the top ten of those books were banned because they had LGBTQ content in them. Ah. So, so really, the people canceling books are people on the right who don't want you know kids to read about gay people or trans people or whatever. Yeah. But when when Dr. Seuss's own publishers, the people who own the rights to his books, say you know what, we're not going to publish these six titles anymore because there's some content in them that is kind of questionable. The right loses their ever-loving mind. Oh, yeah. So, and what I'm mad about is, like, I'm just really mad. I'm mad at old white people (laughs) who just... Who who just take that attitude of like, oh, well, I guess everything is racist now. <laughs> I guess we just need to get rid of everything because it's all apparently racist. Right. And I just am like, fuck you, old people. That's why. It I, is racist. That's why I said, imagine something being brought to your attention. And right. you just taking a moment to hold space for it and go, huh, you know what? I see the point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the Dr. Seuss people did. Right. Right. And also, <clears throat> and like. Again, if you're an Asian child and you're reading this book in school mm-hmm. and it has drawings of Asian people that are stereotypical and mean mm-hmm. and derogatory, mm-hmm. like, why should we not listen to that and go, oh, yeah, this is really hurtful to these kids. Right, right. So we should we should stop promoting this book. Again, we're not demanding every copy of it be burned. No. It can, it can exist as part of the historical record to say, yeah, these were books that were really popular, <clears throat> but we can see now through a modern lens that they're problematic. Yes. But... But suddenly, that sort of like taking accountability for that and saying, "Oh, we know we know better now, so let's do better," has suddenly become well. The left is canceling everything I again. Know. The left is just canceling it all. Yeah. So anyway, so these fuck those old people. These microaggressions and uh, things that are a level up, two levels up, three levels yeah. up from microaggression, right? Um, why not get rid of the stuff right. that jumps out at us? Right. Why not? Who is it going to hurt? As white people, these tired old white people that you're talking about, especially, right. they... It doesn't hurt them. Right. Like, I had this discussion with Mary Jo Coco the other day, because she and I got into a Black Lives Matter discussion, which was very, very productive, let me tell you. But one of the things that she, she was, like, annoyed that they had changed the Aunt Jemima bottle, you know? And I was like, why do you care? Yeah, And she was like, she was like, well, it's just like, why did it need to be changed? I said, because it bothered some people. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's like, and I was like, why do you, if it didn't bother you, why do you care? Yeah. Like, did you love that bottle? Right. Did you have your house decorated with that bottle? <laughs> did you like hang it from your ceiling? No, it's a fucking syrup bottle. Right. So yes, it maybe didn't bother you at all, but if it offended some people. Right. And, and why do you, and who, who cares? Uh-huh. Like they could, I mean, I can't imagine a single thing in the world that someone could say like, we're changing this product from this to this, that I would be like, how dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Especially if someone said, you should change that because it's offensive to me. Right. It's marginalizing and and, offensive. And anyone who's worked in, you know, conflict management or human resources or anything like that will tell you that it doesn't matter what your intent is. It matters the impact of the things you say. So it doesn't matter if you intended to say something offensive. Yeah. If people were offended by it, then you need to take ownership for the fact that you said something offensive. Yes. Whether you meant it to be offensive or not. So, yes. So anyway. And the, uh, why do you – yeah, like it doesn't matter if the people who made Aunt Jemima syrup knew that it was racist. P.S. They did. <laughs> 
but it doesn't matter. Like there are people now that are saying this image bothers me because it calls back to X, Y, and Z. So uh-huh. just fucking change it. Right. Anyway, fuck you, old Republicans. <laughs> fuck you, young Republicans. Yes. Who want to make a big deal that the left is quote unquote canceling Dr. Seuss when it's actually Dr. Seuss who's, who's canceling himself. Right. And also you're the bitches that keep canceling books about queer kids. So <laughs> fuck you all the way to the moon. Anyway, that's my number one that I'm mad about. I just want to insert quickly before yes. we move on that. That's what he said. The Aunt Jemima thing. What that really goes back to, what's at the root of that, is a very disturbing archetype of yeah. the black mammy. Yeah. Um, which was perpetuated and perpetuated um, from slavery on into... Modern day. Modern like day the because 50s. of the yeah. Aunt Jemima. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, <clears throat> you know, there the illustrations so... So harmful, so offensive, so yeah. racist. Yeah. Um, and I don't even want to get into... This is what I want to do. I'm sorry I cut you off. Go no, and, and I don't even want to get into, like, the details of it because it's so disturbing. Right. <clears throat> but I have a feeling that if you brought that up to Mary Jo Coco, it wouldn't matter. No, of course not, no. Yeah. <clears throat> but this is what I want to do. I want to, like, open a, a company that makes flour... And call it like Mormon garment flower. It's as white as Mormon garments. And just put a big old picture of like some white people dancing in Mormon garments on the front. Or make like, make like Joseph Smith syrup, sweet as the pussy of a 14-year-old girl. You know, like just put some stuff like that. Uh-huh. And then when they're offended and they're like, this is disrespectful to my culture. Oh, oh to be like, oh, oh, it is? Oh, that's interesting. Cause I don't think it's disrespectful at all. So oh, why weird. do I I mean, what? I mean, I guess you want to cancel everything. You don't want Mormon garment flour. It's white flour. I know it's white. It's this is a compliment. We're saying <laughs> we're saying that it's so white. The flour is so white. It's like your white bodies in your white garments. It's pure. I really, if gentle listeners, one of you is an artist. Many of you are artists. Yes. Please send me drawings of the bags of Mormon garment flour. Please. And then what was the other thing you said? Uh, Joseph Smith syrup. Don't draw that one. (laughs) That one went too far even for me. But Mormon garment flour, because that's funny. Because there's nothing objectively offensive about it. Like Joseph Smith tasting pussies of children and saying they're sweet. That's offensive. That's That's offensive on many levels. I I feel bad even saying it twice. But Mormon garments being white, it's not offensive. It's what they are. Yeah. So so let's start marketing Mormon garment flour. Let's do it. It's as white as Mormon garments. We'll just buy cheap flour and repackage it. Yeah, it's as we're just going to go to the Lehigh Roller Mills. <laughs> Their flour is not cheap, but it is good flour. Yeah. We're going to dance on the rollers like Kevin Kevin Bacon, Bacon did in Footloose. <laughs> and then we're going to then we're going to put that drawing of some white people in white garments on oh the God. front. Okay, let's take a break. Okay. We're back. For more pulp noir titles. You know what I didn't do on that break? What? Refill my drink. What's that about? Well, A, I'm probably an alcoholic. (laughs) And B, always by the end of the episode, I have no idea what's happening. I know. And then the next day people message us and they're like, oh my God, when you said like Johnny Pipe Cleaner Knuckles, I laughed so hard. And I'm like, I don't remember talking about Johnny Pipe Cleaner Knuckles at all. Anyway. (laughs) So what's your number two? It is. 
murder at a minimum. <laughs> okay. A nation wakes up from its collective coma to realize its government thirsts for their blood. Okay. I know what this one's about. Minimum wage. Minimum wage. Yeah. Minimum wage. Yeah. <laughs> and go. And go. I mean, Spit those facts. So Okay. I did, I did a lot of research. I don't yeah. know if you saw on Twitter. I did. Oh, I did. Okay. I got rock hard. Oh, good. Yeah, I couldn't even lay down on my stomach. So, minimum wage, <clears throat> gross, is about 30 grand a year. Right. Okay. The current minimum wage. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. Sorry. I, it's the, the Frangelico. If they... If we raise the minimum to wage. To 15 from... 725. Which is... Poverty. Utter destitution. Yeah, po- yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. But literally poverty. Lit- like it's literally the definition of poverty. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So if they raised it to 15. Yeah. Which so many people are up in arms right, about. Right. It's still only 30 grand a year. Yeah. Show me one family. Right. In the United States of America who can live comfortably oh. on 30 grand a year. And right. by comfortably, I mean you can pay all your bills. Right. You're not stressed about money. And you have an emergency fund by like plenty you're supposed to. Of, yeah. Right, right. You might be able to go visit grandma two or three times. Right, yeah. Um, well, they don't exist. That well, family okay. does not exist. Okay. Um, and those families who, I mean, I don't even know. I, there's just so many different angles. But... One thing I did do is in researching through a few websites that talked about average rent in our country, some by state and some just by whatever. Everyone's Uh using different ways of measuring. The average rent is roughly $1,500 for a two-bedroom in our country. Right. Okay. To be able to make that – to be able – the benchmark they say is pay thirty percent of your income towards rent or mortgage. Right, no more. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. If that were the case, fifteen hundred, and it's just thirty percent of your income. Right. You need to be making thirty-one dollars an hour. Yeah. And so instead, we have people in dual income households. Right. Who who have to throw tons of their hard-earned money to childcare. Right. Or if they're in a poor relationship, they're afraid to leave it because right. how will they afford to not have dual income? Right. Or you have single parents who have to work multiple jobs. Right. And their kids are latchkey kids and... You and I don't know anything about I know, that. I know. <laughs> and they struggle to get to school or they don't do <laughs> right. their homework. Right. I mean, to say the least. Right. Um, <clears throat> so... And then there's just quality of life, which is you're not working. I mean, people argue that working 40 hours a week isn't quality of life. Right. But let's just say for fun that working no more than 40, you can still have quality of life. Right. Single parents are working more than that. Oh, yeah. Because they don't have a fucking choice. Yeah. So the fact that... We can't even go up to 15, which, which is, is still, still poverty. poverty. Yeah, which is still poverty. Which is still poverty, people. I don't care what the fuck you do for a living. I don't care if you stand at a drive through window mm-hmm. 40 hours a week. Right. 
the essential workers that have kept our economy afloat for the last year. You're still fucking working. Yeah. You're showing up. Yeah. You have basic needs that need to be taken care of and paid for. Yeah. You're a human being, regardless of what you do for a living, that has emotions and trauma right. and desires right. and wishes and hopes and dreams. We don't care about that stuff in, and, in capitalism. And just making destitution up to just poverty. Somewhere between destitution and poverty yeah, yeah. is what you're aiming for. And, and I, I'm just aghast that it's even... An argument. And then there's the whole thing about the companies who don't pay $15 an hour mm-hmm. have all these employees who have to get state assistance. Right. And these companies have to pay these taxes right. that go towards these programs. Right. Guess who else pays those taxes? All of us. I know. So when people are like, oh, if we raise the minimum wage, cop prices will go up. I'm like, but don't you understand that we're already we're already supplementing those people's income uh-huh. through taxes, right? Like we're already, and and I'm not saying that I don't think we should have social programs because I 100 percent do, but like we're all paying more in taxes to pay for welfare and right. and you know um, food stamps and all these other things that if we would just have companies pay a minimum wage, we would probably significantly reduce the amount we'd have to pay in those programs. Yeah. Here's my, here's, can I make two comments about minimum wage? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so the, I saw, so when the last time the minimum wage was 2009, that was the last time yeah. it was raised. Yeah. So in 2009, if you'll recall, because everyone says, oh, if we raise the minimum wage, prices will go up. <laughs> if we raise, well, good, you're going to be paying $30 for a hamburger at McDonald's if we raise the minimum wage. <laughs> here's the thing in 2009, uh, like a Wendy's number one meal cost like $4. Now it costs like $8. Yeah. We're still paying the same minimum still, wage. Yeah, yeah. So like the prices have gone up regardless. They're, they've gone up. And the, that money's going to somebody. Yeah. It's just not going to the workers. No. It's going to Mr. Wendy himself. It's <laughs> and, and then the other thing I want to say is I think what we can all try to do, and I know that this, I know that saying this comes from a place of privilege, but try to support companies that are paying their employees a living wage. And not to say that those companies are perfect, but, you know, Target starts its employees at $15 an hour. Right. Walmart starts its employees at minimum wage. And there's a there's a reason that Walmart has some cheaper prices and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're expecting their employees to get subsidies from the government to, like, live their lives. Yeah. You know, Costco just announced that they will be paying <clears throat> their employees $16 an hour right. for a minimum wage. Right. And the vast majority of Costco employees make, like, 25 to 28 dollars an hour Uh so like and i get it like i get it that not everyone can choose to shop at a certain place over another place because you need you know like you're not making enough money to support yourself so take that with a grain of salt but if you can support these companies that are actually trying to pay their employees living wages then do that yes and don't support bastards like walmart who are gouging their employees for fuck's sake it's just again it's insane to me that that it's even a discussion yeah but of course it is and you know, it probably won't pass and whatever, and we're all dead. Yes. My number two. Yes. The novel is called Plague Body. Oh. It's worse than leprosy. It's loneliness and human repulsion, and it leaves in its wake pain <clears throat> and feeling old. Wow. It's a good title, right? Yeah. What this is about is, <laughs> do you have any guesses? Just COVID. 
Nope, it's not even about COVID. I mean, I guess it kind of is. Uh, the no, I don't. Okay, I just, I'm just my body's just really sore. Oh, because I'm because I'm working again, which I'm not used to. Yeah, because I've been at home for a year. Yeah, and I just I come home and I'm tired and my feet hurt. And my shoulders hurt. Oh. And I just want someone to rub my body. Oh. Which we did a whole episode on. We did. But no one is. <clears throat> no one's rubbing my body. No. Not anyone human. No. Uh, yeah, my cats are. That's true. Yeah. They make some biscuits on my legs. <laughs> and then one of their claws will, like, insert into my scrotum. And I'll be like, get out! <laughs> Always. Yeah. <clears throat> but I just want I just want to come home after a <clears throat> day of work. Oh, wait, except I'm the one... Anyway, I was going to try to tie it in my other fantasy. But no, I just want to come home and have someone, like, rub my shoulders. Yeah. Or, like, I'm going to lay on their lap while we watch TV and they're going to play with my non-existent hair. So instead, you have plague body. Plague body. <laughs> I have a plague body that is repulsive to the touch. And I also recognize, yes, this comes from COVID, but it also comes from my own self-loathing and hatred. Right, oh, well, yeah. I wouldn't let some... I mean, even if there wasn't COVID, I wouldn't let someone touch my body. Right. Anyway, so that's my number so two. So what would the cover look like? Of Plague Body? Yeah. So it's like me, like, laying on the ground, and I just have this disgusting, like, covered in boils, and it's, like, green and, like, <laughs> oozing pus bodies. And then there's, like, a cute, like, a cute twink in, like, a Speedo who's, like, repulsed by right, it. Right, right. He's, like, flinching away. And then in the corner, in really tiny lettering, it said, would you touch that body? No. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. So that's the cover. <laughs> All right, what's your number three? Okay, my number three is very similar to yours. Oh, good. It's called Lonely on Flesh Street. (laughs) It's a great one. It's a great novel. (laughs) A woman's body goes untouched another week, Uh which she's reminded of in her weekly therapy session. (laughs) So the cover, (laughs) it's you. Yeah. You're in like a real slutty dress. Oh, yeah. And I just, just to be clear, whenever I say slut, I mean it as a compliment. Oh, yeah. So I never, like, mean that as a derogatory term. Oh, I term. appreciate it. So you're in a real slutty dress, yeah. like tits akimbo, tits- you know? Yeah. And you're leaning on a street sign that says, what was the street called? Flesh, Flesh Street. Street. Flesh Street. But the sign's, like, kind of rusted and rotty, and there's, like, spider webs hanging on Flesh crooked. Street. Yeah, yes. it's, like, bent. There's, like, rubble on the <clears> ground <throat> and spider webs. And then also spider webs coming out of your, <laughs> coming out of your big dry cooch. Just a cooch full of dry spider webs. There, there on Lonely Street. And I'm. Probably, and then in the corner, yeah, it says, "Would you touch this body?" <laughs> so today during therapy, <clears throat> once a month, the therapist has to um, is required because of the uh, COVID insurance. Okay, <laughs> to do a monthly. Questionnaire. Oh, right, right, right. Like a standard questionnaire right. about, okay. <clears throat> to kind of yeah. get uh, um, a gauge on, right. on where I'm they at. They have to assign a numerical value to your self-loathing, they basically. Do. They have yeah. to be like, dear insurance, we're still at a 42. <laughs> yeah. So, and the insurance is like, we will continue keep to Keep it pay. going, keep it going. We can't have her at a 42. <laughs> and one of the questions was, and, and it's all, every single question is based on the previous seven days. Right. In the last seven days. Yes. And it's like, let me, I would guess it's questions like, in the last seven days, have you thought about harming yourself? Exactly. In the last seven days, have you wished that you weren't here? Right. Yeah. Something like that. And one of the questions was, <clears throat> in the last seven days, how, let's see, would you say your sex life has been 
satisfactory. <laughs> and you're supposed to say never, almost never, sometimes, frequently, almost always, or always. Right. And I went, well, it's, it, the answer's no. I mean, it's, I, I haven't had, I haven't had sex this, this last right, five week, right. this last week. And then I was reminded of how when I woke up this morning, I was so horny. Uh-huh. And I wanted to look at some tripping videos. Wait, what's tripping? Oh, okay. I it's had like to, scissoring. I, I got it. Okay. And I'm looking at the... I'm so horny that I don't get... I'm not real picky. Right. And and Do you go to Pornhub for this? Like, where do you go? Or do you uh, just Google tripping videos? I Google. Okay. And every single video that I watched this morning were like these perfect... I, I hate using the word perfect. Okay. Super skinny, right? Girls with tons of makeup and right. perfect hair, right? And it was very performative, right? Although they did end up coming, right? But it's still performative, sure. And and it's like, oh, 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 oh you know, and, right? I hope my neighbors heard that, and they, oh, and they were like, "What the fuck?" And they he's look, gay, right? They look so f- just fake, right? And. And I just felt so cheap and dirty for masturbating to, to these skinny ass bitches yeah. with tons of makeup right. on, you know. Big fake titties, or these were more like in natural. the one with the stepmom. Okay. Oh, there oh. was. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I masturbated last night to Henry Cavill having sex with a woman. I'm so, so jealous. It's fine. <laughs> like we all. <laughs> We, we just, do what we do. We've got to get we through. We do what we do. To get through. So anyway. Uh, Can you imagine doing a sex scene with Henry, Henry Cavill? I would just repeatedly be coming, no, even if no one was touching me. Okay, so I went on a hike today. Okay. And I thought about being an actress on Broadway. Right. And I'm not kidding you that I thought this on my hike. Okay. I come out the stage door to sign some autographs. Right. And there's this guy in this little beanie. I love I love that you're on a hike <laughs> and, and you're like playing this in your mind. And, and, you guys, this is what you pay the good money for. He's just wearing like drinks. he's just wearing like a like a a sweat zip like up a, sweatshirt yeah, jacket hoodie. hoodie. It's called a hoodie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a zip, a zip up, up sweatshirt, sweatshirt jacket. jacket. <laughs> I mean it's if it has a hood, it's called a hoodie. Some, if it doesn't have a hood, it's commonly called a zip up sweatshirt jacket. <laughs> And, and and just some... Uh... Excuse me, miss. Where are your zip-up sweatshirt jackets? <laughs> By the hoodies? Okay, thank you. The more detail, the better. It's a podcast. So anyway, um, and and some, some thick-rimmed glasses. So right. anyway, <clears throat> I'm signing all these playbills. And a knit cap, you said, right? Like a beanie. Yeah. yeah okay. So I'm signing all these playbills, and I can see in my peripheral there's this guy kind right. of leaning against the building, oh. just waiting his mm. turn. Mm. And he comes up... Uh, you know, after everyone else has dissipated and said, I- I'd love to have your autograph. And I say, oh, okay, sure. What's your name? And he says, Henry. <laughs> and I look up and I go, oh, my God. It's you. <laughs> no, literally, but on the hike, uh, my reaction was, holy shit. Because that's what Ashley would do. You're surprised on the hike by a fantasy that you made up in your own head. <laughs> That's- in your own head, you were like, holy shit, I can't believe this is happening. No. Though you made it up. No. no. In my fantasy, okay. Ashley in my fantasy oh, looks up at Henry and goes, holy shit. And, and then he laughs. And then he goes, I just think you are absolutely brilliant. I thought you were just phenomenal. I've never 
waited at the stage door to get an autograph. Are you doing Australian? No, he's British. I know, but you kind of, a little bit, you sound Australian. That's wrong. You're a professional dialect coach. Thank you, thank you. So what, who the fuck am I? Right. Um, So anyway, um, and I go, uh, wow, that, I, I don't even know what to say. Witcher really suck. No, I didn't say that in my in my fantasy. But we end up going for drinks, right? Because he wants. We start talking about the performance. Is this? Are you? Are, you know what you're doing right now? What am I doing? You're telling me a dream you had. I, I no. Which you know how I feel about that. <laughs> but anyway, finish up. Anyway, once we got to the part um, where we're in England together, and he introduces me to his mother. <laughs> I was like, this is a long. Hike. I was like, I, I need to think about something else. Okay, that's it. That's Great. all. That's, I love that. What? What? What's next? Better than you thinking about depression. You know, you could have been on a <laughs> hike thinking about your depression. I know, but I fought against that. Was and... the, was all of this part of your number three? I've lost track of where we well, are. It was. What was your number three? Oh, lonely on lonely Flesh on Street. Flesh Street. Yeah. Yeah. With the just some just some cobwebs in. The and pooch. I just wanted to mention Kay. that within the month time span that I let the fantasy go on for him at the stage door to meeting his mother in, mm-hmm. in England. Um, he says things to me like, I'm just utterly, endlessly fascinated by you, Ashley. Oh. And I go, oh, really? <laughs> you go, I'll see you on Flesh Street. <laughs> What's your number? My number three, it's called, the title of the novel is Drinking Divas. These bitches make just demands, and you bitches better listen. Um, Any guesses? Does it involve drag queens? No, it's about my cats. Oh my god! <laughs> so, here's let's go on a journey together. Oh, so, love journeys. When I first had my bought my cats, mm-hmm. I had a bowl of water on the floor, <clears throat> which they would drink out of. And Henry Cavill was waiting against the building. Henry Cavill no. had a knit beanie on. <laughs> And then I read that cats like to drink out of something a little more entertaining because they're bitches. They don't want to drink out of just water in a bowl. So I bought a cute little fountain okay. that they could drink out of. Lovely. Um, and, and I would see them go over and occasionally drink out of the fountain and whatever. So also in my home, my home isn't old, but it's probably, it's about 10 or 15 years old. So there are definitely some things that like need to be freshened up. And one of the things is, a lot of my sinks don't seal properly very easily. They have some drips, so I need to go and, like, replace things just so <laughs> faucets aren't dripping. Well, somehow, it became a thing that every time I would go into my bathroom, <laughs> off my bedroom, my cats would gather around the sink and meow at me <laughs> because they would want it on a little bit dripping so they could drink <clears throat> the little tiny drips of water. Oh they could, gosh. like, stick their head under and be like, right. to, like, just drink these little drips of water. <laughs> I was like, okay, fine. You know, I would do it like when I was taking a bath or whatever. Yeah. While I was getting ready in the morning, I would turn the sink on for a minute. Well, then it became anytime I stand up and walk somewhere, this cat especially (laughs) will look at me and like kind of run partway up the stairs and look back at me like, oh, are we going? Are we going up to turn the sink on? And if I walk into my room at all or my bathroom, immediately they're like howling for me to turn the sink on. So, so I've been turning it on so they can drink out of it. And now I've – then I started noticing like, oh, the the water fountain that I bought for them to drink out of, it doesn't seem like it, I ever need to fill it. So I like cleaned it all out. I was like, oh, maybe it had gotten a little, you know, like mildewy or whatever, you know. So I cleaned it all out. But, like, again, still doesn't really seem like I need to fill it. So then I got the bowl out, too. I was like, well, maybe they'd rather have the bowl. So I currently have a bowl and a water fountain next to their food. (laughs) 
but they only seem to want to drink out of the the dripping sink mm-hmm. in my bathroom. Right. So anytime I and, and I have two bathrooms in my sink, luckily, because that sink now is always just full of cat hair. <laughs> like it's just stuck all over. <laughs> and it's always like kind of wet because even if I've turned it off, it's been splashing. Right, and, right. Anyway. Tell me the title and the subtitle. It's called again. the title is called <clears throat> Drinking Divas. These bitches are making demands. Wait, where did it go? Uh, these bitches are making demands, and you bitches better listen. <laughs> and that's really that's really what it's like living here. Is my cats yelling at me because they want me to turn on the sink so they can drink out of it? <laughs> they don't want it on in like a steady stream. They want one drip like every four to five seconds, so they can stick their face on the faucet and just like lick at it to yeah. catch that one drop of water that comes every four to five seconds. And in the corner. In really tiny lettering, it says... Would you touch this body? No, no, no. It says, some thirst can't be explained. That's true. And here's the thing. I've literally Googled, like, how to check if your cats are dehydrated. Because I'm like, are they possibly getting enough water just from drinking ah! out of the dripping sink? Yeah, yeah. And maybe when I'm not here or whatever, they drink out of the bowls and, yeah. you know, drink Only out of the Only when you're not here. Yeah. So, but, like, I literally, like, I've Googled, like, different ways you can check. Like, you can pull up on their skin, and if it snaps back, it means they're properly hide Like, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I have the special urine that changes color if they have, like, kidney disease. Anyway. Oh, my God. You they're have fine. urine? You have urine that changes I have the special color. litter, litter that oh. changes color. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was so confused. That, 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 that your, their it- urine will change the color if it's, like, not it- anyway. Oh. You're such a good cat, Dad. But they just want to drink out of that fucking sink. I know. That makes me mad. I hate them. Anyway, let's take a break. Okay. Hey, guess what we did during the break? Refreshed our drinks. And? Watched the Henry Cavill sex scene in the Tudors. In the Tudors. And as sex scenes go, it's like a six out of ten. It's a meh. But as his ass goes. Yeah. It's a 10 out of 10. It's a 10 out of 10. Anyway, it was great. That's the kind of friendship that Sister Twain and I have. (laughs) We can watch sex scenes together. (laughs) Yeah. That both of us are turned on by. Right. And then just be like, anyway, back to the podcast. Exactly. Exactly. It's a little weird, but whatever. It's fine. What's your number four thing you're angry at right (laughs) now as told through a vintage pulp novel cover? Title of this one is Whore of the Sky. (laughs) She couldn't escape the sun. That gave her emotional anguish third-degree burns. Oh. So you got a sunburn? No. Oh. It gave her emotional anguish third-degree burns. Uh, it's about Delta Airlines? It's about how I hate the sun. Oh, okay. And when I'm depressed, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's even yeah, worse. Oh, yeah, 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 Okay, okay. Yeah, I did, I did a story about this on my Instagram. I and then in the corner, in small letters, it says, would you touch this body? <laughs> But no, like, so it's just, it's a, a, I'm mad at the sun when I'm depressed. The son of God? Him too. <laughs> but this one is about the whore of the sky. Right. Um, <clears throat> I also thought about calling it uh, between the devil and the big bright sun, you know, the deep blue sea. Oh, okay. But I, okay. Di- I didn't. So this cover, you're in the desert. Big red jean, gray hair. Yeah. You're in a little small <clears throat> dress. You're yeah. stumbling along. Yeah, There's skulls and my tits are you. F- hanging out because I'm running. Hanging out, but they're still looking great. Oh, they're perfect. But but and then just a giant sun in the corner. Just the tall top corner is white. Yeah, and and I, then in small letters, would you touch this I, body? And I cannot escape it. <clears throat> and so, uh, 
it's about it's a novel about this woman who's depressed and the sun mocks her. Right. Are you do you want to explain why you hate the sun or what your feelings are about the sun? Just real quick, like when I'm not depressed, um, I still prefer nighttime or cloudy days. <clears throat> when I am depressed, I loathe sunny days. Uh-huh. It feels like the metaphor I used the other day on my Instagram story. It feels like I have open cuts all over my body and I'm walking into the ocean of salt water. Wow. So, yeah. Um, and it's hard to escape in Utah. Right. Um, and you need to live in Forks, Washington, where I the ne- twilight I need took to, place. Right. There's the least amount of sun I, there is anywhere. I think it was something like 320 days of rain out yeah. of the year. Yeah. I remember because yeah. I read Twilight multiple times. Right. Stephanie Googled that and wrote it in her novel <laughs> and then made a billion dollars. <laughs> And then no. paid 10% of that billion dollars to the Mormon church. Yeah. And then hid in a compound in Arizona. Exactly. I actually don't know that part. No, I, I don't know that but part. But no one's heard of her for years. But her husband was bishop, I heard. Oh, for sure he was. Of course he was. Yeah. You can't give those kind, that kind of tithing and not become bishop. <laughs> anyway. Zing! Zing! The Mormons! So, anyway, so it's tough. What if our new podcast was called Zing the Mormons? Zing the Mormons! So, I find this super interesting, and you and I have talked about this a little bit about where that might come from or if there's a trauma either in your own life or in an ancestral life or something associated with like the rising sun or the setting sun where you have this trigger. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so interesting to me though, because I am not, I am not like a real outdoorsy person. I mean, you guys shocked, shocked. I know, (laughs) but it's not like I'm a big hiker, a big camper or whatever. And so I never think that I have seasonal depression. Yeah. Because I'm depressed year-round, basically. <laughs> but I will say every year, like today in Salt Lake was probably... Today in Salt Lake was the first day of the winter that <clears> felt <throat> like the spring was coming. Like yeah. it was sunny. It was yeah. pretty warm. Like you could like take your jacket off and it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. You know? Yeah. And <clears throat> I, like my mood went up like 25 points. Oh. And then I was like, oh, I actually do have seasonal depression <laughs> as on top of my regular depression. <laughs> Because, yeah, something about, like, like I walked as I walked out of work today, and it was sunny, and it was warm, <clears throat> and I peeled my mask off, and it just felt like, like, hope and light. And anyway, this isn't about me. This is about you and how well, you make the sun. Well, when I posted this on my story where I talked about how this happens to me when I'm depressed, sun plus depressed Ashley, 10, at least 10 people reached out to me oh, and said really? the same thing oh, happens I to me. I love that. I mean, I don't love that. For, I don't love that for any of you, but right. I love that you can say like, "Oh shit, this is me too." Yeah, and <clears throat> they were all women. Interesting. And um, one of them said that she was told by her doctor that ninety percent of humans, their mood is better in the sun. Ten percent, their mood is better when it's gloomy. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> so you are the vampire. So I don't know if it's that <clears throat> or... So when you say you love Doth the Goth and you want to live in a haunted forest, you're not, I'm not, you're not playing. Fucking kidding. You're not playing games. No. Yes. Yes. No, I'm not playing yes, games. Yes. No. No. Yes. <laughs> it's like murder me in an abandoned library right. or don't waste my fucking time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bury my body <clears throat> in peat moss. Right. Or something. Or get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. What's yours? 
Number four. My number four is, you just caught me off guard. I have to like open the notes app. Hold on. Uh-huh. Okay, mm-hmm. my number four, the name of the novel is Hot Active Vulvas. The subtitle is, they're wet, they're engorged, and tiny humans are coming out of them. What do you think this You're novel's about? You're mad at people having children? I'm mad at people having children. <laughs> I'm mad at people having children. <laughs> and I know I've said this a million times on, on this podcast. But I, and I love my children. They're great. Goes without saying. If any of my kids listen to this, I love you guys. I hope you never listen to this podcast. Kids, it goes without saying. If my mom listens to this, I love my kids. Ah! But why the fuck do people have kids? I know. I why know. the fuck? Why? It's really hard. You texted me earlier this week and said, why our families? Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, I wrote that intending, I had like the rest of the sentence I was going to write, why our families, so da da da. And then I wrote, why our families? And then I just went, oh yeah, I mean, that's basically it. That's really that's the tweet. question. That's the tweet. Send tweet. <clears throat> Y'all, Kids. They're hard. I was thinking about this today. Uh-huh. Yay, verily. Yeah. And there were two things. One thing I thought was, imagine having children after you've had some self-actualization. <laughs> and then the, 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 the second thing I thought of was, imagine having children and allowing them to be children and have children emotions. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't do either of those things. I feel like I, I feel like I am doing the second one to a degree. Like I'm, I'm doing the second one way better. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> but you didn't when your kids were little. When, slash when I was Mormon. Right. Yeah. Right. But I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I need to beat this one over the head because I do feel like I talk about it all the time. But I just like, I don't ever remember making the decision to have children. Like I don't remember ever thinking like, yes, this is something I want. It was just sort of an assumption that that was what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so we had kids and my kids are great and I love them. Again, it goes without saying. Right. <laughs> but they're really, it's really hard. It's they're so really, really hard. Fucking hard. And it's really expensive. Yeah. And it's really, it takes a lot of your time and your energy and, you know, all of those things, which any parent will tell you is true. And so when I see people that are like young couples and they both have great jobs and they've been traveling and seeing the world. And then they're like, now we're having babies. I'm just like, but why? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but your life is so good. Right. Right. So, uh, and for any of you, of you listening, who's like, but it's all worth it. Right. So look worth it. in like, would you and I go back and change and not of have children? Not. No. No. no, no, no. It's not what we're saying. No. Of course, and we, we have these human beings that we helped create <clears throat> that we love in a right. very special way that we can't love any other human being. Right. <clears throat> but um, there's collateral damage. <laughs> right. Well, and I guess what I would say, and I think I would even say this to my kids, but like... We we live. You and I grew up in a society, and this still exists to a certain extent. Although I think it's getting a little bit better, where there's an assumption <clears throat> that your life path is you. You know, you grow up, you get a job, you get married, you have kids. You know, yeah. that's an assumption of just sort of like what everyone is supposed to yes, do. Yes, yes. And I do think that assumption still exists, particularly in Mormon communities or conservative communities. But I feel like that assumption existed even more when we were younger. Uh huh. And I just think what I would say to anyone is, 
you know what? If you really feel strongly and you want to have kids, have kids. But don't just don't just assume that that's the path your life needs to take. Exactly. Because your path, your life can take a lot of paths, and you can you can bless a lot of lives, and you can help a lot of people with or without kids. Yeah. And kids are really really hard. They are. And but with, I love my kids. With or without religion, there's so much of us in the Western world who just assume it's a prescribed thing that we do once we become adults in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think there's also the sense of wanting to have it all. Yeah. And I think that a lot of us, and, and I, I think there's only a few people that would admit this, want to have children so that we can be a better parent than our parents were. Yeah. That's and guess what, true. folks? That's a trauma response. <laughs> that's a trauma and guess response. Guess what, folks? Don't have kids so you can fix your own childhood trauma. Right, right. So anyway, oh, God. that's something I'm mad about. Right. People who choose to have kids. And in the corner, it says in really tiny <laughs> letters, some thirst cannot be explained. <laughs> you want to touch this body? <laughs> so my number five. Your number five. Is called Snowball and Hell's Chance. Another Utah winter flakes. Ah, uh-huh. see what I did there? Leaving a snow bunny milf, me. In the agony of the oncoming spring. Is this about the sun again? It's about how this winter really sucked. Yeah, it really sucked balls. We had one decent storm, which was like two weeks ago. And also, but like that decent storm was like a record-breaking storm. It was. So climate change, hello. We like had zero snow and then we're like the most snow we've ever had in the month of February in one storm. Right. And then it's all gone in about yeah. three and days. And now it's like 55 degrees. Right. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I'm just mad when I find, I, so I hold on to hope because we mm-hmm. live in Utah, right? um, all through March every year. And we do get some spring snowstorms. Yeah, we always Absolutely. Do. Yeah. Sometimes in April, sometimes in May. Yeah. Um, and in, but in March it'll actually like stick, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Spring snowstorms can be nasty. Yeah. But once I get to March and realize we've had a really paltry, pathetic winter, mm-hmm. I get fucking irate. Yeah. What's the point of living in Salt Lake City? Yeah. In Utah? Yeah. If I'm not going to get a decent winter? The days that it did snow, I'm not a skier. Mm-hmm. Again, I know you're all surprised. But those <laughs> days that it did snow, it was like several hour waits to drive up the mountain and uh, then right. giant you told me earlier giant crowds on all the hills and because the because people do live here because of that yes. you know yes. and there just has been nothing this year i feel like there's been nothing for the last like 3 or 4 years yeah so okay they've so all been pretty pathetic <clears throat> in in the 6 years that i've lived here uh-huh i think half of those winters have been really decent you guys our new podcast is just going to be about weather <laughs> about winter in utah just about what what we think about today's weather we'll be like well it's been about 40 today so it's cold but it's sunny but you need a jacket that's gonna be our new podcast you might want to take it off in the middle of your walk maybe maybe but you're gonna want it at the end of your walk as the sun starts going down right keep it in hand so anyway no but uh and then snow so yeah we've had we've had when i was in the hospitality industry and i would go to the board meetings for ski utah Uh uh-huh um the winter that I was in that industry, everyone who worked for Ski Utah was just 
like depressed, looked terrible. Because <laughs> there was no snow. Right. And there's nothing they can do right. about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If your whole industry is based on weather, <laughs> like our podcast will be, <laughs> then when there is no weather to report on, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. And then I'll be just even more depressed than I am now. Well, I'm sorry. Two things about weather that you're angry about. Well, one's not the weather. It's the sun. Well, you mentioned the other day uh, when I told you about my sun issue. Mm-hmm. You were like, if there's one thing I know about you, your moods are really affected they by really nature. They really are, yeah. When I'm hiking. You're right. That's your happy I'm place. I'm fucking Henry yeah, yeah, Cavill. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when there's too much sun, I'm not fucking Henry Cavill. Yeah. Anyway, what's your number five? So my number five... I'll be honest. Oh. Is not something I'm angry about. Okay. It, this was going to be women's work, but oh. then I decided to make it my number five. Because it was going to be such a great title? Because it's so, because it's just a good, it's a good note to end on. I love it. And it gives everyone some homework. Okay. Oh. The novel is called It Looked Sexy Pushed Back A Simple Photo, A Surprise Reflection, and The Dehydrated Masses. Do you know what this is referring to? Oh my God. Does that line mean anything to you? <clears throat> it looks sexy pushed back. Tell him his hair looks sexy pushed back. No. Okay. Tell so him. here we go. Okay. Mean Girls. Picture it. Okay. 19, when did Mean Girls come out? 2004. I have no idea. Anyway, <clears throat> the, the actor who plays Aaron Samuelson in Mean Girls, the boy that Katie is in love with and that Regina George is also in love with, mm-hmm. is named Jonathan Bennett. Okay. He's a homosexual. Oh. <clears throat> <clears throat> He posted a photo a couple weeks ago on his Instagram where um, he said, I can't remember what the caption said, but something like relaxing by the pool or whatever. And it was like a photo. You could kind of see his feet. He was holding like a glass, like a demitoss, perhaps a glass cup, a small glass cup with coffee in it. Okay. So a dark brown cup. Yeah. And, you know, that was kind of the photo. Him sitting by the pool, but you could just kind of see his feet and the, the cup. Mm-hmm. In the reflection of the cup, you could see the absolute hog living between his legs. <laughs> the absolute <laughs> knock your knees out from beneath you as you walk hog that Jonathan Bennett has between his legs. Uh-huh. And he's a very beautiful man. Like, yeah. he's very attractive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And it just was, and and of course, like, it almost kind of immediately came down, but I'm sure, try to Google it, see if you can find it. Google, like, Jonathan Bennett nude leak. Okay. It almost immediately came down, but it was all over Twitter with people, like, zooming in on the cup reflection in the coffee cup. Um, yeah, look at it. <laughs> wait, wait, that one cut it off. No, that's it. Zoom in on the coffee cup. Oh! Yeah. See, the photos seem so innocent. Oh, maybe that's not a very oh, good look. one. Oh, yeah, they they've blurred it, it. They've pixelated it. it. Yeah. Anyway. It. Do not, do not. And me. here's the other thing that I will say about the Mean Girls cast. So Daniel Franzese, who plays, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? You go, Glenn, Glenn Coco, that guy. Did you find it? I did. Is this his, he's just naked? He's just sitting by the pool naked, but oh. he's, he's taking a picture of his coffee cup, so he just thinks, like, no one's going to know. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. But the other guy in, in uh, Mean Girls, Daniel Franzese, who's, like, the friend of Katie, I can't remember his character's name. I, I mean, look at that thing. <laughs> oh, my God! 
what I'm trying to say is Daniel Franzese also has an enormous dick. So why does everyone in the cast of that movie have an enormous dick? Ah. Daniel Franzese, who's also gay, was on Looking on HBO, and he had a nude scene, and he has a enormous dick. Enormous. <laughs> so anyway, I'm not mad about it. No. Not at all. But I love when I love I love celebrity nude leaks. I don't love when someone like hacks a celebrity's phone i think that's a little creepy you know what i mean or steals photos like that's gross but i love when celebrities accidentally post their news online love it so much less and he's gay jonathan bennett Mm -hmm. oh okay when did he come out i i mean a long time ago he's been out for years and years and years so cool um and now like he basically just like hosts shows on the food network like he does like cupcake wars or you know whatever i don't think he does a lot of like acting acting but i mean i could be wrong I don't really follow his career closely, but I did follow that picture of his dick in a coffee cup closely. <laughs> anyway, I'm not mad about it. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, it's been a fun night. God damn. You're had, you had a lot of anger about weather. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of anger about bodies and nudity. Bodies. And bodies. And cats and, and my cat And my cats. Oh, my God. So there it is. There's your episode. Thanks for listening. And to those of you who are still listening, who reached out to tell us you're still listening. Thank you. That warmed our fucking mother goddamn shit hearts. You know what it did is it just blew those cobwebs right out of your, <laughs> right out of your cooter. <laughs> right out of your hoo-ha. <laughs> just got that all fresh and clear. And thank you so much to our patrons. Yes. You literally bought Sister Twain's groceries this, you, month, this month. You, no, I'm not well, kidding. this week. This week. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm still waiting on my unemployment to come through. Right. And I literally will be able to buy food for me and the kids because of the patrons. Right. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So if you want to be a patron. <laughs> if you want to buy Sister Twain some groceries. If you want to help us afford our groceries, go to patreon.com slash hot drinks. Yes. Um, or just message us and you can just DM, you can just spend the most money. We'll give, you, we'll give you that info. If you're just like, listen, I have $10,000. I don't know what to do with it. Do you guys want it? It is burning a fucking hole in my pocket. We will take it. And we will likely perform sexual favors. <laughs> oh. I mean, I can't promise that. Oh, I can't. I think it's illegal to promise that. If the FBI is listening, that was a joke. <laughs> oh, my God. For legal reasons, that was a joke. <laughs> it wasn't a joke. <laughs> um, so you can also follow us on Instagram at Hot Drinks. Yeah. You know, maybe we'll post stuff there sometimes. We do. We every do. Once in a while. We're doing yeah. okay on there. Yeah. And then um, we're on Twitter, but don't follow us there. What did you <laughs> What did you put on the, our Hot Drinks Instagram story this just this last week? I can't Some remember, but I do elected remember. Elected official? Putting, tell me more. Uh, it was TikTok. <laughs> Dang it, I can't remember, but and I remember it, it was so funny. And it was somebody in Congress, maybe? I honestly don't remember. I literally don't remember things that happened 20 minutes Jesus ago. Jesus Christ. Well, we're not going to sit here while you look it up. Well, it was someone that But was... I will just say, there's some quality content on there. Okay. Um, so yeah, thanks everyone. We love you all. We're going to look it up ourselves and laugh about it. But if you want to see it, you should have been following us when I posted it. Yeah, fuck you. So anyway, oh, it, Mr. fuck Ossoff? you. Oh, <laughs> I don't get it. You don't get it? Do you know who that is? No, I don't. What? I, I don't. That's John Ossoff. Okay. He was one of the people who we did the Georgia special elections for that we like fought hard to get him to win so we could retake the Senate. Oh! He's a senator from Georgia. Oh! And it was a video from TikTok where he was speaking, but he was sort of with one of his fingers like rubbing the desk uh-huh. for some reason. 
And it was just like... And that turned you on? I mean, it was like he was rubbing my clit, you know? I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, I knew so. it was about your clit. Totally. Anyway, so that's okay. hot drinks. All right. Talking about John Ossoff rubbing our clits. Have a nice... Have a nice night. <laughs>